Indigenous Rights Radio, because knowledge is power. Descahe, Chief of the Iroquois League and representative of the Six Nations of the Iroquois Confederacy, traveled to Geneva, Switzerland in 1923. He sought to have the League of Nations, now the United Nations, recognize the sovereignty of the Iroquois. This year marks the 100th anniversary of Descartes' campaign to the League of Nations. Cultural Survival recently spoke to Kenneth Deer to unpack the important actions of Descartes 100 years ago. Uh, my name is uh, uh, Kenneth Deer in English. Uh, Adzahayandu is uh, my name in my language. It means the fire still burns. I'm a Mohawk, uh, part of the uh, Haudenosaunee uh, Confederacy. And um, I'm from Ganawage, uh, which is a uh, Mohawk community in, in Quebec, uh, near Montreal. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Deer. Uh, for folks who don't know, please can you tell us about the title or name Descahe? What does it mean? Please can you break it down for us? Yes, the uh, uh, Descahe is a uh, is a, a title, a chieftainship title, right? Just like the Prince of Wales, you know, it's it handed down from generation to generation. Uh, that's how our, our chiefs are. are, are, are uh, we have 50 chiefs in the Haudenosaunee, and uh, and Descahe is one of those chiefs. It's been hand, that title has been handed down from generation to generation, from time immemorial, by the women. It's the women uh, uh, in our in our society that that hold the title of the chief. And it's the women that bestow that title on, onto uh, onto the chief, and uh, so uh, we uh, so it's um, it's a very important relationship between the men and the women in, in the Haudenosaunee. The uh, the the, uh, the Haudenosaunee were also known as the Iroquois Confederacy or Six Nations Confederacy. We uh, we are made up of uh, six nations: Mohawk, Oneida, Onondaga, Cayuga, Seneca, and Tuscarora. And uh, we have a large um, uh, uh, community, I guess, in Six Nations, called Six Nations in Ontario, Canada. And uh, we have a large tract of land there. And the Canadian government has been uh, uh, abusing that tract of land, selling it, and, uh, and, and not respecting the rights of our, of our, of our people. So um, uh, we, we try to get some uh, reparations from the government. We try to get... Uh, uh, the issue settled, but the Canadian government was uncooperative. So, uh, uh, since we believe we are a sovereign people uh, and we have uh, a right to uh, to our own self-determination, uh, we decided that uh, if we have a complaint with the, with uh, the government of Canada, we'll, we'll take it to the League of Nations because that's where sovereign entities go. Thank you so much, Mr. Dia. Now, can you take us to 2023? And the Descahe of 100 years ago, what was Descahe hoping to achieve? So, Descahe, uh, uh, the Cayuga chief, was sent to the, the League of Nations in 1923 to address the League and to let them know uh, what the, the problems we are having with Canada and, and that we are sovereign people and Canada is not respecting our, our, our rights. When he came to Geneva, he was he was uh, well supported by the people here in Geneva, some dignitaries and and, uh, and a, a particular committee that, that supported Indigenous peoples, and um, and he was also supported from some, by some states, uh, you know, uh, Ireland, uh, Panama, 
Estonia, and per Persia at the time, today's Iran, uh, to address the league. Uh, however, uh, Canada was quite upset uh, that, that he that this this chief was was there, and uh, they they um, recruited the help of Great Britain, and with Great Britain, Great Britain was able to stop Biscaye from addressing the League of Nations, and um, because they weren't a member, so uh, the Haudenosaunee uh, applied for membership. Biscaye filled out all the application forms and and uh, to to uh, to um, to join the league. And uh, he submitted that application form, but that application was never uh, dealt with. The uh, uh, the bureaucracy there, uh, you know, put the uh, application in a drawer and didn't deal with it, because under the rules, anybody that applied for membership had to come to a vote on the floor, and uh, they didn't want that vote to go to the floor because maybe they're afraid that the Haudenosaunee might win uh, the vote, and uh, so it was never it was never tabled. In the meantime, uh, the Kenyan government, in its treachery, uh, invaded uh, the, the community of Six Nations uh, in, uh, with a police force, and they uh, they they went into the council house and they took all their files and their emblems of, of authority, padlocked the, the council house, and they held elections on, on the lawn of, of the council house. And and they it was a coup. They overthrew the traditional government of the uh, of, of the Six Nations. Biscaye um, never returned home. Uh, he was in a fear of arrest. The, uh, the, the a, a government agent wanted him arrested, so he never came home. He um, he went to Rochester, New York, and then Tuscarora, New York, where he could see uh, he could see Canada from where he lived, but he could never return to Canada. He became ill, and uh, and when he, when he was ill, the Canadian and American governments would not allow his medicine people or, or family to come and see him while he was sick, and he died about about uh, five months later, in uh, in in, two, in 1925. So the struggle of Tuskahe uh, has now become a symbol of it by Indigenous people about how our struggle to be recognized as governments. Today, in the United Nations, uh, only states and NGOs can speak. So, uh, if you're not a member state, then you have to, to declare yourself as a non-governmental organization, an NGO, and uh, in order to register and to speak. And we, governments, we, we, uh, we are not NGOs. So, Indigenous people's governance are not recognized in the UN. And the Haudenosaunee, we refuse to register as as an NGO. So 100 years now, in, in 2023, the Haudenosaunee and Diskahe, Diskahe himself today, uh, his name is Steve Jacobs, cannot speak in the United Nations representing his government. So Diskahe uh, is here with us in Geneva right now and he has entered the room with the, with the, uh, the, with the, uh, the, uh, in the expert mechanism, but he made an announcement uh, at the beginning of the meeting, when he did the traditional opening, he, he did his spiritual responsibilities by opening the meeting with the words that become for all others a ceremony that we do when we meet. And at the end of, of doing that, he says, "He says, uh, since the UN does not recognize me as a government, I will not speak again." So the imagery was was very powerful, and uh, to see this very this man, a very large man 
you know, uh, 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 not be, not not being able to speak in, in the United Nations. So that symbolizes our our struggle that Indigenous peoples are governments, and that we should be respected as governments. And and um, so that's the importance of of Tuskahe, uh in, in the uh, international Indigenous movement. A century later, indigenous recognition at the international level remains an uphill battle. In 1977, the United Nations International NGO Conference on Racism Against Indigenous Populations in the Americas initiated recognition processes of indigenous peoples worldwide, including their individual and collective rights. It would be another 30 years before the UN General Assembly adopted the UN Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous Peoples in 2007. Notably, the United States, Canada, New Zealand and Australia initially voted against the declaration, but later reversed their vote to endorse it. The declaration is the culmination of the Working Group on Indigenous Populations set up by the UN Economic and Social Council in 1982. For more on the rights of Indigenous peoples, visit cs.org and follow Cultural Survival on Facebook and Twitter.